Good morning. Good day. Hello, everyone. This is Reading with Finest. I am Finest. I'm reading Japanese. Well, no, I'm not. I'm reading American Indian Myths and Legends today. The story from that book that I'm reading is The Powerful Boy. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, hey, hey. Try to read every day. If not, I got you. I'll do it for you. Um, I need to get used to these stories being two to three pages. No more of these short half a page, one page stories. So that's something to get used to. I have to get that in that time management because I have this little schedule in the morning where I get up and do all this jazz. But I got to remember that extra five minutes is going to a reading, which is great. You know, it's being lazy. Let's push it to the next level. Let's start the powerful boy, right? Yeah. Seneca. The Seneca, one of the Arrakis nation of the Northeast, have their own version of the all-conquering little one. Okay. Let's see what's going on. Powerful little boy. A man and his wife lived with their five-year-old son in an ugly-looking lodge in the woods. One day, the woman died giving birth to another boy who was, brought, who was bright and lively, but no longer than a person's hand. Thinking that the infant would not live, the father wrapped it carefully and placed it in a hollow tree outside of the lodge. After that, he burned the body of, his, of the mother. Then, as he had done before, the man went hunting every day. The five-year-old played around the lodge by himself, feeling lonely. After a time, he heard crying from the hollow tree, for the baby, too, was lonely and hungry as well. When he discovered his little brother, the boy made him some soup from deer intestines, which the baby drank with relish. Much stronger, the newborn crawled out of the tree, and the two played together. The older brother made a little coat out of fawn skin. When he put it on, the baby looked like a chipmunk scampering around. <laughs> when he came home, the father noticed that the deer intestines were gone and asked the boy what he had done with them. Oh, said the child. I was hungry. Seeking, seeing a small track of very short steps around in the fire, the father said, Here are a boy's tracks. Who is it? So his son confessed that he had, had found his little brother in a, in a hollow tree and that he had given him soup and made him a fine skin coat. Go bring, go, <clears throat> go and bring him, said the father. Uh, he's shy. He won't come for anything, the boy said. Well, we'll catch him and ask him to hunt mice with you in the old stump behind the hollow tree and I'll get him. Okay, that's very inclusive. Uh, I'm okay with that right now. Gathering a great many mice, the man hid them in his clothes. Then he walked beyond the tree and, and crouched down so that he looked like an old stump. The boy went to the tree and called, Come on, let's catch some mice. The boy climbed out and they rushed around the stump, catching mice. While with excitement, the tiny thing laughed and shouted. He had never had so much fun. Suddenly, the stump turned into a man who caught the little one in his arms and ran to the lodge. 
The infant screamed and struggled, but it was no use. He couldn't get away, and he would not be pacified until his father put a small club in his hand and said, Now, hit that tree. The baby struck a great hickory. The tree fell. Then he laid about, laid about him with the club, and everything he hit was either crushed or killed. He was delighted and stopped crying. Now the baby stayed with this his older brother while their father went hunting. You must not go to the north while I'm away, the father told them. Bad, dangerous people live there. But when the father had left, the tiny one said to his brother, Oh, let's go north. I want to see what's there and kill. I'm, I'm, I'm adding the kill part because of that. You know, he can crush anything with his, with his little club. The boys started off and walked until they came to a wooden, marshy ground. Then they heard what sounded like many people calling, My father! My father! Actually, they were frogs singing the frog song. Nawaga! Nawaga! Oh, oh, the, oh, oh, these people want to hurt my father. The little boy cried. He fixed himself a pile of red hot stones and hurling them at the frogs killed every one. When the boys came home, their father was very angry. You must not go again, he said. And you must not go west. It is dangerous there too. But the next day, when their father had left, the little boy said, I want to see what's in the west. Let's go there. So they traveled westward until they came to a tall pine tree with a bed made of skins at the very top. That's a strange place for a bed, the little boy said to his, his brother. I'll, I'll climb up and look at it. Yeah, I, I won't kill anything, I promise. Up he went. In the bed at the top, he found two naked frightened children, a boy and a girl. He pinched the naked boy who called out, some strange child has come and scared me nearly to death. Suddenly, the voice of thunder was heard in the far west. It rumbled toward the, the them faster and faster until it reached the bed in the treetop. Raising his club, the little boy, the powerful one, struck thunder and crushed his head so that he fell dead to the ground. Then the boy pinched the naked girl, which made her call, some strange boy is tormenting me instantly the voice of mother thunder sounded in the west and grew louder until she stood by the tree the powerful boy struck her on the head as he done with her husband and she fell dead <clears throat> the powerful one thought this thunder boy would make a fine wait is that the right voice and she fell dead the powerful one thought, oh, okay, this is someone else. The, this thunder boy would make a fine tobacco pouch for my father. I'll take him home. He struck the boy with his club and then threw both children to the ground. The two brothers went home and the tiny one said, Oh, father, father, I have brought you a splendid pouch. I'm confused. The powerful one is little one. Okay, we'll figure it out. Uh, what what have what have you done? The father said when he saw the dead thunder baby. 
these thunders have never harmed us. Wait, these thunder thunders have never harmed us. They they bring rain and do us good, but now they will destroy us to revenge their children. Oh, they won't hurt us. I've killed the whole family. <laughs> the powerful boy replied. So the father took the skin for a tobacco pouch, but he said, you must never go north to the country where Stone Coat lives. The next day, the older brother would not disobey his father, so the powerful boy headed north by himself. Yo, yo, I do it myself. I'm gonna go up there to north and I'm gonna kill whatever I see. Big brother, more like big wimp. The next day, the older brother, okay, would not disobey, blah, blah, blah. About, <clears throat> about noon, he heard the loud barking of a stone coat dog, which was as tall as a deer. Thinking that the master must be close, the little boy jumped into the heart of, the, of a chestnut tree in, to hide. The dog kept barking, and stone coat came up to look around. There's nothing here, he said. But the dog barked and started stared at the tree. Finally, Stone Coat struck the tree with his club and split it open. What a strange little fellow you are, Stone Cold said, looking at the boy as he came out. You are not big enough to fill a hole in my tooth. Oh, I didn't come to fill holes in your teeth. I came to go home with you and see how you live, <clears throat> said the boy. All right, come on, Stone Cold said, and began walking with enormous steps. In his belt, he carried two great bears, which seemed as small as squirrels. Once in a while, he looked far down and and say to the boy running by his side, "You're you're a funny little creature." His lodge was huge and very long. The boy had never seen anything like it. The Stone Cold skinned the two bears put one before his visitor and an otoko otoko otoka the other for himself you you eat this bear he said or i'll eat you and, ha and him together if if you if you don't eat yours before i eat mine may i kill you asked the boy <laughs> oh oh yes strange tiny boy that couldn't Fill my tooth cavity. If you can eat this bear that is way bigger than you before me, <laughs> I suppose you can kill me. I don't I don't know how you're gonna kill me. What you gonna do? Hmm. Um, the little boy cut off pieces of meat, cleaned them as fast as he could, and put them into his mouth. Then he ran out of the lodge to hide the meat. He kept running in and out, in and out, until all the flesh of his bear had disappeared. You haven't finished yours yet, he said. The, the, he said to Stone. Wait, you haven't finished yours yet, he said to Stone Coat. I'm gonna kill you. Wait until I show you how to slide downhill, Stone Coat said, and took him to a long, slippery hillside, which ended in a cave. Putting the boy in a wooden bowl, Stone Coat sent him down at great speed. But presently, the powerful boy ran up the slope again. Where where did you leave the bowl? asked the stone coat. Oh, I don't know, down there, I suppose, replied the boy. Well, let, let's see how 
who can kick this log, Caius, said Stone Cold. You, you try first. The log was two feet thick and six feet long. Putting his foot under it, Stone Cold kicked the log up twice his own height. Then the boy, slipping his foot under the log, sent it whistling through the air. It was gone a long time. Then it came down on Stone Cold's head and crushed him to death. Come, come here, said the boy to Stone Cold's dog. The dog came, and the little little one climbed on his back and rode home. N now my father will have a fine hunting dog, he said. When the father saw the dog, he cried, What have you done, Stone, Stone Cold? will kill us all. I, I, I have killed Stone Cold. He won't trouble us anymore, replied the boy, the powerful one. Now, boys, said the father. You must never go to the southwest, the gambling place. But the next day, about noon, the younger brother started walking southwest. He came to a beautiful opening in the woods with a lean-to at the farther end, farther end sit, sitting under the lean-to, a man with a large head, much larger than a buffalo's, played dice for the heads of all who came along. He used well, wild plumpets with design on them for dice. Crowds of people were betting in groups of three. When they lost, as all did, the big-headed man put the three persons to one side. Then he played with three more. And when they lost, he put them with the first three and so on until he decided that the number was large enough. Then he got up and cut all, all their heads off. As the boy approached, a number of people who had lost their bets were waiting to be killed. Hope came to them all, for they sensed that this child had great or endi, power or medicine. I don't he's a killer, man. He got something. The boy took his place, and the game began immediately. When the big-headed man threw the dice, the bay caused some to remain in the dash and others to go high so that the dice came to rest with different designs showing. But when the boy threw the dice, turned into wooden cocks, flew high, and came down as dice of the same design, the two played until the boy won back all the people and the gambler lost his own big head, for the boy instantly cut it off. The whole crowd shouted, Now you must be our chief! There, the boy said, how could a little thing like me be a chief? Maybe my father would be willing to do it. I'll ask him. The boy went home with the story, but his father would not move the land of move to the land of gambling. Now, said the father, you must never go to the wet east where they play ball. But the next day, the boy traveled what east? He came to a great level country of beautiful plains. There, the wolf and the bear clans were playing against the eagle, the turtle, and the bear beaver clans. The boy took the side of the wolf and the bear. If, if you, if you win, if you win, they told him, you will own all this country. They played, and the boy won. Now, well, now, they said, you are the owner. The powerful boy went home and told his father. I have won all the beautiful country of the East. Come and be chief of it. His father 
consented and moved with his two boys to the country of the east and there they lived that is the story based on a legend reported by Jer jeremiah Curtin and jnb hyatt around 1910 what a good story it was exciting i uh i'm a fan of that little boy he had to grow on me at first I, I thought he was up to a lot of mischief and i didn't agree with a lot of the, the things that he was uh doing and saying so uh, you know, and killing, like, I'm okay with the death and destruction, but, you know, at, at a, some irony, this is just straight up, like, just making mischief and death out of no reason. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Uh, but all that being said, my favorite thing is the the powerful one. Can knock anything down. He was an inch. People thought he was down. They they left him out to die, and he came out here, and he's on top. The biggest chief. He gave us all to his daddy. I appreciate it. Well, that's Reading with Finest. Thank you for listening i'll be back here tomorrow to read to you again okay all right follow your dreams boop boop boop